sitting here with a very special guest, Mr. Douglas Rio Sabalos. What's up? I'm Doug. And we are here to talk about Doug's journey from Australia to Kansas to now Norfolk, Virginia, and his quest for putting and golf greatness. <laughs> that's that's something everyone should know, that Mike hates my putting because I guess I hold everything. No, you hold everything when... I'm playing against you. And then when you're on my team, you putt like Helen Keller. You putt worse than me. <laughs> I mean, that just tends to happen. And maybe it happens because you manifest it in your mind. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe I should get my notebook out then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways, uh, I guess I'm going to be talking about my journey from Australia to now in America. I was, I guess, born and raised in Sydney, Australia for 18 years of my life and decided to come to america to experience i guess college golf wow i bet australia is glad that you left i i think <laughs> they're glad that i left and i haven't been back in four years um started in high school i played soccer all my life until when i was 14 we we moved houses and we'll buy a golf course and my parents just made us a member all three oh like three of my brothers so we became members and we'll just go after school, just go practice and play. And at the time, I was just doing it just for fun. Yeah, so you started like grade nine or so. What you yeah, that was you guys called over there, year nine. Yeah, year nine. And there wasn't much to it. We'll just go out and play nine holes with me and my brothers. And that was it. That's all we did. That was nothing serious. And then it was during the uh, summer break would be like during like the winter break in America. We just played so much. And then my parents, I quit soccer playing soccer just to because i was just over it because there was a lot of political things over there in soccer like it's who you know to get into teams it's not right. if you play well it was, it was just crazy so parents I was just, are upset because they think their kid's the best and then yeah johnny's then, on another team and then chad's yeah, not there and it's, yeah and it's just pretty much if you know the coach of the team you're on the team even though if, like if you weren't good or not and so, then just clarify too i know for everyone listening i learned this but your guys school season is a little different or like your school year like here in america we go from september until june but you guys do a little different right yeah it's all it's all year round so we start in january and in december with no like that big summer break that you would have in america so it would just be wow there'll be four terms that's what we called it is there a break after each term yeah it's like a two-week break and that's it oh wow okay so when you when you graduated high school you finished in uh, december but then you came to america the following august yes okay yeah so it's almost almost like a year so yeah kind of cool okay it's just yeah um so just played golf and then my parents decided well, I decided, I was like, oh, let's just take golf serious. So my parents signed me up for some tournaments, just junior tournaments, nothing of it. And getting lessons twice a week. So we, I started off, because in Australia you have to have a handicap to play golf. So I started off, it was my brother and I, we both started at the same time, my older brother. And we're both of 23. That's the handicap they gave us, both of us. When wow. we started, 23, and I think after a year, we both got it down to four handicap. Wow. And I was just playing a lot of golf and uh, having lessons twice a week with our uh, first coach. His name's uh, Ducky. Ducky. Yeah, Ducky Falcon. <laughs> Ducky, no, you made that up. I'm not making this up. No. 
Ducky Falcon. Yeah, wow, and now, that is cool. yeah, he was uh, one of the pros at uh, Cumberland Golf Club, I believe, and he introduced us to pretty much everything we know that I know of now in golf. So he got us down all the way, pretty much to a handicap too. So I had, I mean, Australia's different over here because there's no college golf after right. high school. Playing. You just play, then you go amateur, then you turn pro, and that's it. But I knew there was college golf over here that I wanted to play, and I didn't decide to do that until my senior year. Hmm. And it was just uh, a learning curve because I didn't know what to expect or how to come over here, like how to get recruited. Yeah, right. That that doesn't exist or a service like that I didn't think existed, but uh, it does exist now. So I had to do it all, I guess, going in there blind. So And tell us, tell us, like how did you, and first I want to ask, I guess just, Kind of cool. Did you have a chance to play with any when you're back in Australia? Maybe growing up, did you play with any guys that are maybe Australian now playing, you know, on tour, Corn Ferry tour, or professionally at all? Uh, yeah, I rem- I played uh, with Cameron Davis. He's on the PGA Tour. Wow, you played uh, with and paired with him. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we had a match play, and he played the other guy on my team, and I played his teammate. I think I lost, but. Cameron Davis beat the guy nine and eight, my teammate. Oh wow! So you guys got waxed. By oh, we got them. waxed. Yeah. We knew we were gonna get waxed, but he <laughs> was so cool. he was nineteen at the time, and that was he. It was stupid golf. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. So was that stone cutters? No, this was I think at Monash. Okay, yeah, cool. golf club. It's on right on like a cliff. Wow, that's pretty cool. But that's the other guy that sticks out. I played with him, but there's a couple guys that I've played with that are on this, like the Australian tour and yeah. mini tours like that. But And then, <clears throat> so when you decided you were like, I want to come to America, did you just open up Google and you were just like college golf in America? Yeah, that's pretty much what I did, how to get recruited, <laughs> like how to play college golf. And I watched every YouTube video I could that was out there at the time. This was 2015. Wow. So this was during 2015. I did ask. I was in this like development program, so I asked a guy who ran right. that how to get recruited, and he actually gave me some uh, names and numbers of people who are in the state at that time playing college golf. So I contacted them. I talked to them, and they didn't. They just told me how it was. They didn't really tell me how to get recruited because mm-hmm. their recruiting journey was different. They got recruited. Like coaches came and right, picked them out. They were, they were really, really good. They were really good. But yeah. in my case, I wasn't really good. I was of a scratch handicap. Right. And I didn't, like, no coach was going to come to me because I yeah. didn't stand out. I didn't play all those big events or anything. Um, I didn't really win. I didn't win any event. I just played consistent golf. So, and at the time, my brother and I were going to come over. So both of us were looking for colleges. Um, did the whole process, looked everything up, emailed a bunch of schools. Um, I learned a lot of <laughs> lessons. Make sure you don't copy and paste emails and write the wrong coach's name to, and send it to a different coach. I'm sure he loved that. I didn't get a reply. <laughs> <laughs> Delete. <laughs> um, Shocker. So that was things I 
I learned during the recruiting process, but um, I didn't. I knew I didn't want to go to Division One just because I've never been to America. So I was like, I didn't want to make a big commitment. Yeah, I didn't want to make a big commitment because I didn't know if I was going to like it or not. So yeah. I decided to go the junior college route. And how did you, how did you find out about like the junior college? Just the internet and talking to people. You just yeah, found just out, talking to people. A lot of people just know like D one, D two, D three, but they don't realize like how much golf's played at the the community college level. Yeah, I just I looked up online. I knew uh, I read somewhere it was it's only a two year program year you associate to the degree. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, yeah, perfect, yeah, yeah, and it's it's pretty much still college. Uh, oh yeah, for college sure. College sports just a different level. Yeah. So I was like, we messaged some coaches and. Coach Coach Young from uh, Hutchinson Community College messaged us back and gave my brother and I the same offer, scholarship to come over. And my parents at the time were like, "Well, you're gonna take it because I want you both together, especially for two of us have never been to America. We didn't know what to experience. So we just got dropped in, dropped off in the middle of Kansas for our first time in America, and I didn't realize." wearing cowboy boots was an actual thing i thought that was just a movie <laughs> thing, but no it's true they wear it they wear the cowboy hats they do everything so that was a shock did you search up like what's it like in hutchinson kansas or are you just like uh mcdonald's at the corner all right this looks no, good i tell you exactly what i did i searched up and at the school you can probably search it up on maps there's a mcdonald's close by and i'm like that's walking distance so i'm good that's exactly what came to mind but it's in a town of fifty thousand. Uh, it was I knew we knew it was a small town. It wasn't going to be like where we lived in Sydney and all the cities and stuff. Um, so we knew that was going to like going to be different, and we didn't realize how different that was going to be. Pretty much flat town, and there's nothing else to do other than just play golf. So that was my journey from Australia to come to america and then junior college if anyone's played at the junior college level it's it's a good start but it's very they're very efficient with their use of money so we would go to tournaments and we'd have to share beds with the teammates coach would only get two rooms four beds eight guys traveled everyone's sharing a bed The tournaments was good. Food was probably food was good because coach would pay it, so we would okay. just take yeah. everyone. Just went to one place. Fed you guys well, at least. Yeah. yeah, that's good. A lot of Subway, Olive Garden. I mean, in Kansas or in the Midwest, there's just a lot of chains, anyways. Right? Yeah, so so we we're fine, but the tournaments were good. Like, no I think burger, no Burger King. No. <laughs> <laughs> we played. Uh, I think that was one tournament where, I think it was blowing like 45 miles, and that was the worst tournament we've ever been a part of i think the average uh on the first hole was i think 11 and i made an 11 oh my gosh it was it was stupid that's crazy they continued to play they didn't stop it but cold oh it was cold it was super cold (laughs) and they don't they don't junior uh juco tournaments they don't stop it for anything no they like yeah they just keep playing but that was a great experience i had like the best time i made a lot of memories i made a lot of good friends um and then you also you played a australian asian tour event right back in like after your first semester of college yeah so back home yeah right before i came to america my freshman year i won the club championships at my home golf course um 
I wanted on the last hole. I was two down. Yeah, and you called that penalty on 17 on that guy, didn't you? <laughs> or is that a different turn? No, no, that's a different one. <laughs> I, I was two down playing the last hole. He doubled, and I made birdie. Wow. He hit it OB. So I won it on the last event, and we hosted the uh, – it's called the New South Wales Open, so it's a state open mm-hmm. on the Australasian tour. And they had a special agreement that the club champ from the year before – had a spot in the next year's open so because i wanted the year before i had a spot so my freshman year 2016 in the fall i went to school and then in november i I came back to play the tournament missed the cut obviously i didn't yeah, I didn't know what sure. I was doing. But that was the last time you went back home and was that like no, after no, no, your no, first no, semester? That, that wasn't the last time I was I came oh. home the year uh that break. Oh, okay. So the event was before you came to school. Yeah. Okay. And then you went home. Yeah, so I I came I only came back for a week and then I went back oh, to wow. school to finish off school. Then I came back and then I went back to school. But then it was the the last time I was in Australia was 2018-19 that break. Oh, I okay. Took, I Your took sophomore one, year you yeah, went back to cuz I took uh, one of my friends Jack there and that was the last time I went there oh nice okay but like after during Juco I was like well I had a great experience I want to keep playing golf and yeah I was like let's transfer so started up the emails again (laughs) or I sent so much emails it's just a tough process but you just got to stay persistent in in your college search um and how long, kind of random question, but how long is the flight from Australia to here? Like, uh, I took the longest one. Of course. Uh, it wasn't the cheapest. It was just... It's, what it was. Yeah, it's what it was. Yeah. And it was from Sydney to Dallas, and that's 17 hours. Wow. Um, of flight time? Yeah. Wow. Just in the air. That's crazy. Yeah. But then, it- then I... And then the other times I went there and back, I went to LA, which was 15 hours. Yeah. So. Wow. That's a long way. Yeah. Dang. Crazy. Yep. So then you managed to wake your way here. Yep. I found a school at Old Dominion University. And this is where I met Mike. He was a freshman. I was a transfer junior. And um, he lived down the hall from me. He lived with a tennis player. And I lived with another guy on the team yeah my former teammate chris um shout out chris ayers yeah he's listening out there and then i just played golf and after that junior year i was like golf isn't what i want to do anymore <laughs> i was kind of i wasn't I, I was kind of burnt out i still like golf i still play golf to this day that's why we're doing this but the playing professionally i was like i can't do that i'll I would never get to that level of like sure. that. Don't good. want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want yeah. to put myself through that. Right. I didn't spend I, the time, yeah. energy, money, because it's a lot. Like if you don't want to do it, then because even if you do want to do it, you're missing out on a lot of other stuff at the same time. I feel like you know. I mean, so it's it's definitely not for everyone. But what would you say? I guess are some of the lessons you've learned and applied and. And it doesn't have to be like not everyone has like these crazy 
you know, symbolic metaphorical lessons, but like for you, like what was it for you that you learned? I just learned how one door can open other doors, the opportunities that my journey has presented me with. That's the biggest thing I learned is that if you don't go through the first one, other doors aren't going to open for you. Right. And were so, you were you nervous and scared to go maybe from Australia to Kansas, Kansas I mean, to here? Yeah, I never been to America. I lived there for 18 years of my life. Yeah. And I didn't know what to expect. My parents weren't going to be there. No one was going to do like my laundry or cook meals for me. So it was pretty much I get dropped off and I'm by myself now. Yeah. I have to grow up. I grew up real quick. Um, I was at, my brother was there to help me. So we helped each other out. Yep, shout out Andy. Yep. And that's the biggest thing I learned is like the amount of opportunities of just like just meeting people, playing golf and traveling is like crazy. And I never thought I would meet this many people and travel around America. Right. And even like after transferring, like after I knew I didn't want to play golf anymore. It's not like I didn't want to play golf. I was just I knew professionally. It, yeah, it professionally, wasn't your career, like your life. It wasn't career. Yeah. I was like, okay, let's let's go figure something else out. And at the time, my senior year comes around. I have to do this internship to graduate. And funny coach said, uh, the equipment room is always looking for interns. So. Walked down there, talked to uh, Daniel Cornier, who's the head equipment uh, manager at ODU. And I was like, hey, coach said you're looking for interns. I'll be happy to work for you to graduate. And I did that for a semester with football. And I enjoyed myself to where I asked him if I could be a graduate assistant. And he gave me the, uh, the opportunity to be that for yeah. the following spring and the four and that opportunity would never present itself if i didn't take that first leap of coming to america yeah i mean you didn't even know what american football was a few years no. ago and now and then you worked no. for a whole year with the college football team probably met some of the players and yeah it was just nice a crazy learning experience of learning everything equipment side of football and also learning the rules and pretty much the plays i didn't like going to practice every day i I learned a lot, but that's where my journey took me. I learned a, I learned a lot of valuable uh, lessons with opportunity and taking action, um, putting yourself out there. That's the biggest one. Now, a lot of kids don't put themselves out there. I, I had to come from Australia, and I was like, I knew I wasn't going to grow in Australia. I was just going to stay the same. So I was like, I need to change. So I come over here, did all this, took a leap. And it's changed me for the better. Yeah, I think I think that mirrors like a lot of stuff. Um, you know, whether it's like putting yourself out there on the internet, or if it's putting yourself out there in life. Like you're, you 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 have to give yourself a chance for for like luck or good things to find you. You know, nothing can find you if you're not uh, out there trying to do it and just putting yourself out there. So I think that's that's a that's a fantastic lesson that can be applied everywhere yeah i think anyone who's listening out there is that if you want to do something just go out there and uh, i guess take action and create your own opportunities when my uh, graduate assistant spot wasn't 
like it wasn't there i had to ask him to create it for me yeah so yeah. he created an opportunity for me so i did that because i initiated that i took action and i asked him right because no one is going to come to your door and give you any opportunity yeah you have to go out there and seek it or manifest it in a way create it your own create yeah. your own opportunity i mean we there. started this podcast three episodes ago and how are we going to meet different people if we don't uh you know give ourselves a chance to right yeah yeah and it might sound cringe or corny it's the third one like who cares so it's the, way, it's the only way to get better anyway practice makes perfect yeah i mean i think doing something even if you're struggling with it or not doing it right or figuring out how to learn it beats sitting on the sidelines making fun of someone a hundred times yeah a hundred times being yeah. in there figuring it out even if you're struggling with it that is way better than sitting on the sidelines or pointing you know that's for sure so yeah so i guess that's my journey it's pretty i think it's a simple one but it's a unique journey of course everyone, everyone has a unique story of how they got to where they are and during this process i met mike and this created so if i didn't come to america this wouldn't be a thing this yeah. podcast that we're doing right now or yeah if i didn't sit there freaking journaling writing down all my crazy thoughts <laughs> yeah i wouldn't be here either <laughs> so it's crazy how everything every decision in life that you have done prior to this has led you to where, yeah. we, to where we are right now doing right. Uh, this podcast and helping others in any way we can definitely but you just gotta you gotta put yourself out there and give yourself give yourself a chance give the world a chance to find you and make something good happen for you i think that's yeah that's a lesson the only one to blame is yourself if you don't try so in anything you want to do out there take action if you are struggling to what to do message us message us on instagram at Mike and Doug Pod will be happy to help you in any way we can because the only way if you want to get to where you want to go is to have others helping you. Right. Yeah. Seeking out a teacher or mentor is definitely definitely been a major thing for us and our all of our mentors are very helpful for us and huge. Mm -hmm. So Well, <coughs> Doug, thank you for sharing your story. And oh, I know right. obviously that was just a little bit about the golf part. There's there's tons of more lessons you learn, but we'll cap at that for today. Yeah. So we have a ton of other, I guess, mini stories within our journey that oh, yeah. Guilty. we it's will with the stories. share at some point where it's uh, appropriate. appropriate yeah, yeah. to what we're talking about. Yep. And uh, you guys let us know if you want any, see anyone on here on the pod or you want to come on, shoot us a message. We're always looking for people's different stories to share and trying to inspire and reach as many people as possible so i think that about does it peace